What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to bring you my biggest buys at the wide receiver position before the draft. I talked about J.K. Dobbins. He was my biggest buy at the running back position. And I told you guys I would do a wide receiver video. But at the time, I didn't really have a guy that was standing out to me as a huge, huge buy. Well, now post-draft, there's actually two guys that I think are huge standout buys to me that are screaming values post-NFL draft in Dynasty drafts right now. So I've seen some absolutely ludicrous prices for these two guys. And I was waiting a few days after the draft until the dust settled to see how everybody's value would shake out. So before we get into this video, of course, hit the like button. If you guys enjoy at any point, comment down below your biggest buy before we hit the intro here and subscribe to the channel. If you are new, hit the notification bell. So you're notified anytime we post a new video, of course, check out the Patreon. If you want more dynasty rookie, you know, content over there, it will be linked down in the description, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. You can get access to our dynasty rankings that way, or you can go to underdogfantasy.com, which is on the banner below me that you guys can see using promo code FSE, get hundred percent match back on whatever you put in. And you'll also get access to our dynasty rankings manifesto as a free gift. So if that interests you, check it out. Now let's hit the intro. All right, so the two guys that I'm talking about in this video are Elijah Moore, wide receiver from the New York Jets, and Devontae Smith, wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles. We are buying into these guys right now, and I'm going to speak on both guys individually, but I'm going to just go over a concept real quick that I think applies to both guys, and it's something that we saw last year. And this is what I'm calling the T. Higgins effect. T. Higgins was one of my biggest buys in Dynasty last offseason. We had a locked and loaded Dynasty wide receiver one following his rookie year last January, but obviously the drafting of Jamar Chase caused his Dynasty ADP to fall to wide receiver 20, as you guys can see on the screen. T. Higgins proves this fundamental concept matters for all wide receivers, and it's been proven time and time again. If you can play, i.e. if you're a great talent, it doesn't matter who your target competition is, all that matters is that your ability to command targets, win on your routes, and get fantasy points is all that matters. It doesn't matter who you're competing with. If you have great wide receivers in your offense, that only raises the, the tide of your offense, right? The rising tide raises all ships. Having multiple great wide receivers on one offense just makes your offense better. Ergo, look at what the Cincinnati Bengals were able to accomplish this year. So let the sheeps in your league believe that these two guys can't produce because there's too many mouths to feed. So... Like I said, we're talking about Elijah Moore and Devontae Smith in this video. If you guys haven't been paying attention, Devontae Smith now has to compete for targets with one Arthur Juan Brown uh, from the Tennessee Titans. So he comes over, signs a mega extension. They traded a top 20 pick to acquire A.J. Brown. He's now the fourth highest paid wide receiver in the league. So he will presumably be the number one wide receiver in Philadelphia. Elijah Moore, on the other hand, saw the New York Jets add a top 10 pick to their wide receiver core in Ohio State's Garrett Wilson. So the market is overreacting to both of these moves, in my opinion. Let's start with Elijah Moore, because Elijah Moore last year was the talk of training camp. Beat reporters were comparing him to Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., etc. He injures his quad in the preseason and gets off to a bit of a slower start in his NFL career the first five games of 2021, which is very common for rookie wide receivers, especially if you do miss some of that crucial development time in preseason and in training camp with an injury. So not a very good start to his NFL career. But once we get to like week seven or so post bye week in New York, he started to really take off. Once he finally got a consistent snap share because he was playing behind you know, Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, some of the other wide receivers there in New York. In the six games that Elijah Moore played over seven, 
75% of the snaps last year. He saw eight or more targets in five of those games, including three of those games in which he finishes a top 10 fantasy wide receiver on the week, including two top three fantasy wide receiver finishes. So this was without his starting quarterback. This stretch of time where Elijah Moore was producing at a high level as a top five wide receiver over the course of a six or seven week span, this was without uh, Zach Wilson on the field. Mike White, Joe Flacco, a bunch of journeyman quarterbacks and you know backups were starting for the New York Jets. And according to reception perception, Elijah Moore won on eight of 10 routes at an above average rate as a rookie while missing time in camp. So even though his de- development was stunted a little bit, he was still producing and getting open and winning at a high level, winning at a 70th percentile win rate or better across the board, 81st against man, 76th against zone, and 70th against press, considering he's a smaller receiver. I think that's mighty impressive. And remember what I said earlier, if you can play, you can play. Adding additional targets only elevates the offense. Now, did I move Elijah Moore down a bit after they drafted Garrett Wilson? Yes, I moved him down one spot. I moved him below Drake London, but he's still ahead of Garrett Wilson, who they drafted. He's still ahead of you know Traylon Burks, who's going in the top five of overall uh, rookie drafts because it does limit his ceiling having a guy like Garrett Wilson there. Am I selling him because he has Garrett Wilson there? Hell the fuck no. I'm buying him because I had a very similar grade on Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. So to me, they're very you know similar in talent. I'm expecting a 1A, 1B situation. I'm not even sure which guy is going to be which, too. I don't know if, if Elijah Moore is the 1A or if Garrett Wilson's the 1A. All I know is that I will still take Elijah Moore over Garrett Wilson as it currently stands because I know that Elijah Moore can ball in the NFL. I know that he's a great wide receiver. I don't know that yet about Garrett Wilson. I think he can be a great wide receiver in the NFL, but I don't know that yet. The other thing that you might be thinking as well is that you don't want Zach Wilson's number two wide receiver or his 1B wide receiver because you don't think he can support two guys because he didn't look very good last year. Number one, I would say that Zach Wilson was a rookie quarterback. So rookie quarterbacks don't usually do what Justin Herbert did his rookie season. They usually look like what Zach Wilson looked like and Trevor Lawrence looked like Justin Fields looked like. That's how a rookie quarterback is supposed to look, which is why Justin Herbert is so special. If he has a two elite wide receiver talents to throw to a second year in a QB friendly scheme, like Mike LaFleur runs from San Francisco, the best running back in the class now in Brees Hall. New offensive line pieces like Lakin Tomlinson and Makai Becton, who only played 48 snaps last year, so he wasn't even on the field. You don't think that Zach Wilson's going to take a step forward in his second year? A second-year quarterback has not been set up for a jump as big in the magnitude of this one since Patrick Mahomes in 2018. Even if Zach Wilson doesn't work out as an NFL quarterback, he's a complete bust. The Jets' front office should be aggressive in finding a new signal caller, whether it's a veteran or a rookie in next year's class or something like that. They've shown to me that they're a competent front office, so I'm going to trust them. Because of the Garrett Wilson addition, Elijah Moore's dynasty value has fallen 10 spots among wide receivers, and I think this is a market overreaction. Like I said, I only moved him down one spot. I don't think it should affect him all that much. Yes, Garrett Wilson will limit him to the fact that he can't have a 175 target season, but they're both going to be productive for fantasy. They can funnel the offense like the Bengals did through their top two wide receivers. And Elijah Moore now going as the wide receiver 25 in dynasty just stinks at T Higgins last year. It, it made no sense why T Higgins fell that far. Doesn't make any sense why Elijah Moore is falling this far. Now I would rather have Elijah Moore than pretty much anybody that he is going around. As you guys can see as the wide receiver 25, I would easily take Elijah Moore over Chris Olave and Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman Jr., Devontae Smith, who we're talking about, uh, going to talk about in a second, Terry McLaurin, Jameson Williams. I mean, again, his teammate Garrett Wilson, it's probably a toss up. Chris Godwin, I'd still rather have Elijah Moore than as well. So 
if you could trade these guys straight up for him, any of the ones that I just listed, and if you can get Elijah Moore for anything other than like a top three rookie pick as far as the draft pick is concerned this year, do it. Here's some other things that you can trade him for as well. If you're looking other positions-wise, you guys can see players to even the trade according to Keep Trade Cut, and also you can trade a late 2023 first for Elijah Moore right now if you so desire. So again, a guy that I think is just way undervalued, complete overreaction. Yes, Garrett Wilson hurts his you know outlook a little bit, but it doesn't actually kill him. He's still a great wide receiver. He didn't get any worse at football when they drafted Garrett Wilson. If both guys are great, that means the offense is going to be a lot better as well. Now we get on to Devontae Smith. He had a wide receiver 36 finish in points per game last year as a rookie in the NFL's most run-heavy offense with a first-year starting quarterback learning a new system for a first-year head coach. So a lot was you know going against Devontae Smith last year, but not bad considering the circumstances. 22 2.1% target share and an Eagles rookie receiving record. A guy who would have been the clear cut number one wide receiver if he were in this draft class. I would have, you know, ranked him over Drake London. I had a higher grade on Devontae Smith. I would have ranked him over anybody that was in this draft class at wide receiver. He was also great last year, according to reception perception as well. Similar to Elijah Moore, he won on eight of 10 routes at an above average rate, success rate in the 77th percentile or better across the board, including 84th percentile against press coverage, which is weird considering, you know, a bunch of Twitter GMs and Twitter scouts told me that he's too skinny to separate against press coverage, but he proved them wrong in his rookie season. His value also went down quite a bit as well. Yes, does A.J. Brown hurt Devontae Smith? For sure. He's an alpha target. He's an elite wide receiver. He's going to hurt the target share of Devontae Smith, but a rising tide raises all ships. The offense is going to get better, and I did move Devontae Smith a couple spots down, two or three spots down among wide receivers when A.J. Brown was added to the team, but the market moved him down 10 to 15 spots, which again is a market overreaction in my opinion. The market had him as high as wide receiver 12 to 16 following the NFL season this year, and now he's valued between wide receiver 21 and 25. When an offense has multiple great wide receivers, not only are they more likely to throw the ball because they were you know, 51% neutral pass rate last year, which was second uh, lowest in the league, only to the New England Patriots, that number should go up, but they're also a lot more likely to score the ball and move the ball more consistently on offense and not stall out drives as often, which also helps everybody involved. Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, uh, A.J. Brown combine that with Devontae Smith now seeing number two corners because A.J. Brown will draw the number one corner wherever he goes. Jalen Hurts with his third season as an NFL player, second season as a starter, and the second season for him in Nick Sirianni's system. So this team has a chance to be a top 10 offense and not just because they're a good rushing team because they can also throw the ball as well and you can get the number one B or number two wide receiver for cheaper than he ought to be going for right now. Devontae Smith can be acquired for some of the guys that you guys can see on the screen there, Terry McClure and Alvin Kamara, you know, mid first next year, probably a late first in most case, uh, in most cases, maybe a mid to late first in this year's rookie class. If you haven't had your draft yet as well. And in these videos, the point of why I do some of these is not necessarily to say, you know, buy these players that I say it's to reinforce the fundamental principle or heuristic that I've learned from years of playing dynasty fantasy football in this video, the, the primary heuristic or, you know, fundamental principle that I'm trying to drive home here is that target competition, quarterback play, etc. It isn't sticky for dynasty wide receivers. What is sticky is their ability to win command targets and just overall be a great talent surrounding cast and all that kind of stuff matters for quarterbacks. It doesn't matter for why. Wide receivers. The surrounding cast are, uh, matters for running backs because they need to have opportunity, but it's largely overrated for wide receivers. It should only be used as a tiebreaker within tiers. So if you think, you know, Deontay Johnson and Elijah Moore are in the same tier, then maybe you favor Deontay Johnson because he's the number one in his offense. If you think Elijah Moore and Drake London should be in the same tier, but you prefer Drake London because he's going to be the number one there 
by all means, go with a guy like that. But it should only be used as a tiebreaker within tiers. If the Eagles and Jets, respectively, have multiple good wide receivers on their team, they're going to have more than 3,500 passing yards of output and 20 uh, passing touchdowns, which is about what they saw last year. And again, that's not a very big pie to go around among two wide receivers. So I understand the concern from some uh, people's perspective, but we can't just copy and paste last year's stats. If they have much better wide receivers, they're going to have much better passing numbers. So the AJ Brown and Garrett Wilson additions should be looked at as a rising tide that raises all ships. Does it hurt those guys a little bit? For sure. But does it hurt them 10 to 15 spots of positional ADP? Absolutely not. So that's what we're focused on in this video. If you guys enjoyed it at any point, this is a little bit of a shorter one. Hit the like button, comment down below any of your thoughts, subscribe to the channel. If you are new, check out the Patreon as well. We have our top 200 for one quarterback and super flex startups coming today as requested by Dean. He wanted us to add another hundred players to that uh, as we prepare for our tone setters draft, which we're about in the ninth or 10th round of as it currently stands. And also make sure you guys get on underdog fantasy using promo code FSE as well. If you're not already using underdog fantasy to practice for your drafts this summer, have a chance at a $10 million prize pool for Best Ball Mania 3. Using promo code FSE, you'll get 100% match back on whatever you put in. So you'll, if you put in $100, that's four free entries you'll get on the house for Best Ball Mania 3. And like I said, you can win up to $2 million if you come in first place in that tournament. And you'll also get one year's access to our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto as a free gift from us as a thank you for using our code. So, you know, big time deal for you guys. Get on Underdog potentially win a lot of money, get our rankings for free, get 100% match back from them. It's a win-win-win for everybody involved. So if you're interested in that, go check it out, underdogfantasy.com. Link is in the description down below. Peace out, guys. I'll talk to you soon.